Hello everyone and welcome to episode 463 of the MTG Goldfish Podcast. I'm Seth, probably better known as Seth Fred Olive, and we have the full crew here this week. Kicking things off with the owner of MTG Goldfish, Richard. How are you this fine Monday, Richard? Good morning, Seth. Uh, getting ready for the holidays. Ah, uh, yes. It's it's the holiday season. Actually, a week from to a week from now, I think we're not doing a podcast uh, next week, right? Because it's like Monday is actual Christmas Day, so we're gonna we're gonna miss next week's podcast because of the holidays. We'll have one for New Year's though. We got a sweet uh, year in review thing that we do every year, so that's gonna be coming up on New Year's. But before we get to the holidays or any of that, we got another co-host in Krim. Good morning, Krim. How are you today? How was the banana? Morning. The banana I just had was amazing. Uh, I've graduated apparently from applesauce, according to Richard, and uh, had had a pretty fun weekend. I mean, uh, I I went to another One Piece regionals and I got forty fifth uh, nice. out of like a silly high number. So that forty six, yeah, forty forty fifth, forty six out of forty seven. Yeah, 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 yeah. Out of, no, 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 way higher than that. Okay, but but uh, like it gave me the cool thing is they gave me like this like uh a chop like there's a character a chopper and it gave me like uh like a special version and it just Ooh. says like you know like like for the 3v3 cup and you only got it if you got in top 60 something like that oh is so, it like super valuable because it's yeah. like the it's is it like the secret lair magic promos they give out if you like yeah. do well at a magic con yeah. event it's like the equivalent of that basically it's exactly that it's exactly oh. that nice yeah, so that's super I, cool it was a lot of fun it was a lot of fun so anyway, today we got some pretty interesting topics. So uh, Ravnik Remastered, full spoiler out. We're going to talk a bit about that. There's some big Watsy news as far as their actual workforce and layoffs. Going to talk about that. We want to talk a bit about what we've been playing uh, lately. I've been playing a lot of Timeless. So we want to talk about the Timeless format. Richard has been uh, attempting to break modern. So we're going to talk a bit about that. There's some magic art news, some fish mail. So we're going to be jumping around today. Before we get into all that, though, a reminder that today's show is brought to you by Card Conduit. And Card Conduit's the easiest way to sell your magic card so if you ever get tired of the hassles of buy listing you can skip them all with card conduit you can use their curated service to send in as many cards as you want with a buy list value of a dollar or more in pages to five percent service fee and if you want to do a bit of work you can use this sorted service where you list and sort your cards in advance in pages to two percent fee and either way you're going to get a detailed report with the results and a fast payment once your order is processed and you can even get another 10 percent off by heading over to cardconduit.com slash mtg goldfish card conduit they're the easiest way to sell your magic card so thank you to card conduit for supporting the show and let's uh, our magic. patreon <laughs> and we have a patreon patreon is it just patreon.com slash mtg goldfish is that the actual link to it yes yes okay there's a patreon.com slash mtg goldfish check it out we played Baldur's gate and uh and so forth and other things so uh, if you're interested check that out as well anyway let's talk some magic uh let's start with I guess the big news of the week, which is we got a full set spoiled in two days. That set is Ravnica Remastered. So this is a full-on reprint set. The gimmick is it's all cards from Ravnica, which mostly means cards from the three big Ravnica blocks, OG Ravnica, Return to Ravnica, Guilds of Ravnica. But there's also some like Commander Precon cards, Jumpstart cards that are from Ravnica flavor-wise that made it to the set. Uh, what do you guys think of this set Richard maybe give us a little overview if you can the TLDR of what's in the set and uh, let's talk a little bit about this one okay uh of, of valuable cards in the base version you have Cyclonic Rift you have mm -hmm. Bruvac 
mm-hmm. and I think that's it. Cloudstone Curio, I think. And then that's kind of it. The the rest, like Dark Confidant is here. That should tell you all you need to know. <laughs> uh, the, the special versions, though, they have Old Border everything. Uh, they have Borderless cards and Crim nodding his head for the Borderless anime cards. Uh, and of course, if a product looks suspect, you add Shocklands. <laughs> that divine visitation. Yeah, and yeah. Franco mob boss anime arts. Krim, Krim is happily waving his anime cards around, but they are leaning hard on the anime to carry this set, I think. The the anime and the Shocklands, because the main set doesn't have much value, right? Like this is one of the, the worst EV looking sets we've seen. In a while, remember, this is a uh, premium product where we've seen boxes go up for pre-order at 200. Maybe they'll settle at 160 or something, but they're much above like the normal like uh, box prices. These are premium. This is a premium product. So what do we think? I, 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 go ahead, Grim. Go ahead. I know you're hyped about anime cards, so at least you have something to say about the set. (laughs) Well, first off, uh, the anime cards are strictly the only saving grace i think uh about it right because otherwise the only thing that i you would want are yeah like four dollar cards or something like that so i actually think that the like i love the anime art i kind of just wish they did the entire thing like that and also gave me an anime lazav uh but they somehow didn't give me an anime uh guild leader um but other than that i think what they're what they're trying to give you through this product is the the nostalgic factor of opening like these these Ravnica cards again, right? But the the value of the set is just not there. It it feels really bad for how much this is gonna cost. So <laughs> if for how much this is gonna cost you, like d- like don't get me wrong, if you weren't for the fact that like you know like I I like you know wizards was like nice enough to like send me like like some to open i don't know if i'd probably buy this right it's the the problem i have with it is mostly just that right like it's like if it weren't for the nostalgic factor of just seeing some of these old ravnica cards i probably wouldn't really buy it because it's just too expensive however i will say that the anime art is the saving grace of any set. So, uh, like, I, I, <laughs> I, I, the weebs, the weebs eating good again. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not really an old border guy, so I don't really care for old border cards. I, I don't even know how much you can say there's nostalgia here. Really, like, I get it. Like, OG Ravnica is pretty iconic, but the, like, most of these cards, many of these cards are like from the last few years, and then a lot of them have different art on them anyway. So it's not like you're cracking the original Bob and being like, "Oh, this brings me back to two thousand and five or something." Like it's brand new art uh, to me. This set is, I don't know. They like Richard said, they're Wait. definitely leaning on these treatments to carry, and I just don't think it's worth it. Like I wouldn't so buy. How long ago this. do you think two thousand five is? Because there's, there's, there's. Not a few years ago. There, there's a lot from other <laughs> others. That, like I think, <laughs> right, right, right. But it's also like half guilds of Ravnica from 2018, Jumpstart from 2020, Return to Ravnica 2013. So it's not like all 2005. Like that's a little part no. of it. But yeah, and even like the 2005 Ravnica. cards are like new art. So you're not getting like that nostalgia hit of like, oh, look at this original Bob or something. So I don't. Do you think the special treatments can carry it, Richard? I'm actually very skeptical. Like. 
does wi wizards just think they can toss mastered in the title of a set and sell it for 200 bucks and people will buy it i feel like wizards thinks that now like if we just stick masters in the in the title it's gonna be fine and it's not this set's horrible like they it's a flop i i believe this will be a flop i this is anime smothering tithe again this aurelia hurts my soul this aurelia is like so not aurelia like uh it's just like a lot of generic anime art. i do like some like the massacre girl art i think uh is amazing i like protean hulk uh but there's a lot Aurelia of like project yeah there's a lot of like just like i don't know just anime for the sake of anime like aurelia you can make so much more fierce and in like a combat pose and like anything right like it doesn't embody yeah. the character at least it's an angel this time with uh, two swords versus like anime smothering tithe, but I don't think so. And like the chase card cyclonic rift is not anime enough for the weebs. Are you willing to? Uh, Are you kidding pay, me? Rip pay more money for the cow. Hide is... me in the cow, please. <laughs> uh, let's that go. Movie from like two thousand five, where they're outrunning a tornado or something. Twister. Like, Twister. Yeah, like this is what it reminds me of, like with the cow <laughs> and everything. But yeah. I don't know, man. This like. I get that they put Bob in here, but like this is just like boomer magic. Like we don't play Bob. Like why but, is it here? But why Richard? <sighs> but Richard, I, that time I was reincarnated as a cute mob boss. Come on, dude. <laughs> but how many yeah, times can they keep pulling this card, Trim? How many times can they keep and pulling this card until there's an anime art of every card? The thing is, though, like, so is anime art even, like, I know some people love it, similar to Old Border. Some people really love it. But I'm looking at prices of, like, the Enchanted Tales, the Borderless Anime, and they're not, like, across the board that insane. Like, doubling season's 45 bucks. That's, like, the same price as you'd pay for another doubling season. So, I don't know, is, like, just anime art, is that going to, like, greatly increase the value of the set? I know, like, the, if you get the most exclusive, like, the parallel foil, you know, the one in a million, like, treatment with the foiling and everything, those can be very expensive. But I don't know, the prices of the anime cards from uh, Enchanting Tales don't look ridiculously high to me, honestly. They look like a little bit higher, but like kind of what you would expect from the normal versions of those cards. I think that's not an in, that's not a mark on anime cards. That's just look at magic cards right now. Right, right. What magic like, card? Ugh. But th that's cons I would consider these cards high for a magic card now, right? And yeah. and like like the, sure, maybe not all of them because let's not lie here. Why am I gonna go out of my way and like 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 sneak attack isn't like worth a million dollars? But if you look at like smothering tithe, which I finally got the anime one yesterday, it feels so good. I finally <laughs> found it, and that's what I mean. I finally found it. That tells you one thing: the we weebs are fast. I don't I don't know I don't know where they are, where they're what hours they're shopping at, but they are fast. So like it 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 clearly sells to the weeb demographic me included because i am and on top of that like it's the artwork is great uh, i i i love those so i i think th is that enough to s like th that's the the problem is is the anime art enough to sell an entire set right that's and that was and yeah, i think where i was trying to go not like a mark against anime cards but like the set is just so low value for the base versions of stuff that for me to be interested in cracking a box some of these treatments got to be very high value, either the old border anime cards. And I'm just not sure they're enough high value for me to be like, oh, I'm going to drop $200 on a box and like hope I, you know, get the right anime card to get my money back. Because I feel like this is just like such a hard don't open. I feel like Watsy 
maybe just should not have made this set. Like, I think part of the problem is they're stuck with just Ravnica cards, and there's just not that many high-value Ravnica cards. We see, like, Cyclonic Rift being bumped up to Mythic uh, it, for the first time ever. We see Guardian Project being bumped up to Mythic just out of necessity, I think, because there's just nothing else that you can have high enough value to be a Mythic. So I didn't mean to bash the anime cards, even though they're, like, not my thing. I'm glad they do them, because I know some people really like them. I'm just not sure that the anime cards or the old border shocks that I like are going to be valuable enough for me to want to spend $200 a box on this set. If this was $100 a box, I think it would be a good set. But at $200 a box, uh, the premium pricing, uh, I can't see opening it. Like, that, that's it seems it right like I mean, you, you said they shouldn't print this product, but they should have made it. But they should have made it for $120. Bucks. Like, there, there's yeah. nothing telling them that they have to sell it for $160, They could have just made it a, yeah. a normal set release. Because, like, in general, reprints are good, right? Like, we're like, oh, reprints, <laughs> bring down the value of cards. That's great, but not if you charge, like, through the roof for them, right? Like, but if you actually yeah. charge, like, lower prices and kept reprinting the cards, then we're getting somewhere. Uh, but, like, I, I think yeah. there's the formula, right? Like, the old formula was when the set looks bad, add some fetches or shocks. The new formula is when the set looks bad, add fetches and shocks and anime cards. <laughs> and make them anime. <laughs> like, like, like anime. <laughs> like, the thing about anime is, like, where are the universes beyond haters? Like, my immersion, right? <laughs> like, like, what? A, what? <laughs> like, I don't understand why anime gets a pass. Like, don't, don't get me wrong. I play Honkai Star Rail. I'm a weave. I'm a waifu collector. Yeah. I still think this is weird. I, I think it's a lot of it is overdone. Kind of like full arts. Like full art lands. At first, they were like really cool, but when you keep making them every set, it diminishes the value. Same with old border, which is present in this set as well. When you actually get an old old border card, you're like, "Ooh, history!" Like oh, I remember this as a kid. But when I open like a 2023 card, fresh out of like Wilds of Eldraine or something, and uh, it, it's old border, you're like, "What the heck is this? <laughs> right? This is uh, this is not right." <laughs> Uh, so I don't know. I feel they're overdoing these gimmicks. Uh, and we're going to see if anime is enough to sell. I think it's not, right? Because if we were all anime hardcore people, we would be playing One Piece. You know what I mean? Like, like if I wanted anime, I can get it done proper. Like, with actual no, 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 top-tier no, no, no. anime. No, there, no, no, there, no, no, There are many, <laughs> many anime card games in Japan, right? I could just watch anime. Like, I don't need to play, like, Sussy no, Aurelia no, here. No, no, no. <laughs> Wait, hold on. First off, what? No. <laughs> what it is. Anywho. Look at that art, man. That, 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 uh, I don't like the Aurelia that, like, art. <laughs> Look, look, whether or not I like the Aurelia art, right, which, which, eh, it's fine. Uh, like, the, the thing is, I think that it's nice to see the anime arts of things in magic. And I, I think that's cool. I personally like that. But, again, I do agree, though, that I don't think that, uh, essentially, let's just think of it, that the anime arts are worth, right? Like, that's the only thing carrying. That's your only hit. That's a pretty hard thing to hit. Just that. So then it makes me wonder why not just buy the singles? Yeah. Right? I think like, like Yeah. Like I, I, I I'm not I'm not an old border person, so again, I can't speak to that. A lot of people love old borders and you know, like they they love seeing it, they want to open it, they wanna like buy all of that too. So it, like you're eating good if you're an old border slash like anime lover, I guess. But other than that, uh, I, I like I do think that they did do a really good job with multicolored cards and how beautiful they look in old border of this set. Uh, having seen them in person, they do pop very nice. 
Um, but yeah, unless you're opening an anime art, it's a pretty big miss. So I just buy the singles. I think I would add old border shocks to the list. I imagine that those will be like somewhat valuable as far as things that you would actually be pretty happy opening from the set. But still, I mean, it's so hard to tell what prices are right now because it's so early. Like pre-sales have them all at like $50 a pop, which is like pretty good considering they're like $10 a pop. But it's so early. I don't put too much weight in those prices. I'm guessing they're like kind of inflated. But really, even if you add the shocks to the list, that's still a pretty small number of cards, right? You need to hit a good anime card or a retro shock land. It's just be so risky to buy a box. So I lean towards hopefully prices drop. We'll see if enough of it sells to actually bring prices down. But maybe this is a good time to like snag the shock lands you need for commander or whatever since they're getting reprinted again. So yeah, I don't know if I'd crack a box, but at least we're getting more more good uh, land reprints that people are oh, going to need for commander. Can, can I can I boomer yell at people? So yes. like the old border shocks, I hate them so much. They look like fetch lands. They look like Fetchlands because they they cut the the mana tapping symbols, right? So, which apparently I read on on on, on the internet that so that's perfectly fine. So, if a land has basic land types like forest or or swamp, it's implied to have the tap. But they they cut that, and all you see is like old border, like two colors, say like white black, and you see like hay life in there. You're like, oh, that must that must be a, that that must be a new anime Fetchland, you know? Like I I, I hate. I hate it, Seth. I hate everything about this. Richard, what do you think about this? Richard, do you, are you just, are you just randomly going to... Look, look at his shock. It, like it looks like a fetch land. You know what, Richard? Like, did you just forget how I they mean, work? Like, is that... Yo, 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 do you yo, need yo, the yo, reminder? Yo, look, look, <laughs> remember when people would, like, cast Ponder and then they would brainstorm? Or, or like they would brainstorm and cast ponder because they're like, oh, one mana cantrip and like brain turns off. Yeah. Like, yeah. This, who does that? No, no. Who did that? Nobody did that. <laughs> yo, yo, legacy players. I'm sure oh, people okay. love that. But no, I don't maybe... like how they look because they're old border. And the only old border dual lands that are played are fetches for like 15, 20 years of magic. This like makes my brain hurt. And I, I dislike it. That's my old man. Uh, get off, get off my lawn. <laughs> yeah, that that sounds like a nitpick. I don't even like old border. And it's why like, can they just add the tappy tappies? <laughs> you, you, I mean, the tappy. you might be Richard right. maybe, wants tappies. Maybe, Imagine you're maybe a new player. The you're like, what be, is this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah if you're a new player you probably think they're horrible anyway they're, they're land you gotta pay life for who wants to pay life for a yeah land? like it doesn't even matter if you're new yeah like this is garbage i don't want to lose two life Guild I, game. I, I like how they look personally i think i could see adding the tap symbol i think they'd look better with the tap symbol but I don't know. Like, uh, we live in such a weird world today. It's kind of the same issue as, like, Commander, right? With so many different versions, you don't recognize everything like you uh, used to. I think it's kind of the same issue, and we just have to, like, get over it, I guess, because that's how magic is today. <laughs> like, our old, like, oh, if it's old border, it's a fetch. Like, th oh. that heuristic is just not going to Can I do realistic complaint further? You know the yeah. Jurassic Park lands? You know the swamp? Mm -hmm. My yeah. opponent it played it. Sided? Wait, is it Jurassic and you Park? thought no, no, it was a Jurassic dinosaur? Park. No, no, no. The the Lost Caverns one, I think. The one where it's like one color and there's like a little square in the bottom. I, I swear to God, my opponent tapped it and I thought they were going to uh, preordain and then they thought seized me and I, I like did a double take because the land was so blue and it, you know, it's like 2023 art, right? It's just like some yeah. like blob there. Yeah. I was like, what? That was a swamp? You kidding me? I had to right click oh. and double check. 
Ooh, you have to be Richard. you have to be careful with that opinion. <laughs> I I brought that up about Kamigawa, where there's a swamp that looks very red like a mountain, and so many people got so mad. Don't uh, you see that swamp I, I, symbol I, I, on there? <laughs> I, I think it's Lost Caverns. Yeah, it's Lost Caverns. It's Lost Caverns. It's so blue. I I, I like I was so ready for the preordain, and I got thoughtsies, and I I was like, what? I hate this. Twenty point magic. Y'all are like yelling at the clouds right now. You're showing that you're way too MDG boomer right now. <laughs> Yo, we gotta get the boomer. We gotta get the boomer word out there, Crim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Richard, I think I I found the card for you and Seth. And don't worry, it's from One Piece. It's Garp. He's a seventy year old man who just <laughs> screams. <laughs> there it is. Well, well, since we're in the mood of uh, screaming about things, let's move on to our next topic, which is kind of a, a big one and a sad one. There were some uh, layoffs announced at Hasbro slash Watsi this week. Richard, uh, what's the what's the details on these these layoffs? All right. Hasbro said it would cut 1,100 jobs uh, right before Christmas. Uh, so year-end cleanup, 1,100 jobs. Hasbro's not doing well. They were blaming uh, their continued slump in toy sales. Uh, initially, people thought that Watsi people would be safe, but then as the news came out, there were lots of people from Wizards, from Dungeons and Dragons, uh, or sorry, Magic the Gathering and Dungeons and Dragons, saying uh, they they got hit with the with the layoff. So it looks like it's company wide. Uh, that would be, I think, roughly twenty percent of the workforce uh, yep. is gone. And earlier this year, they had already cut eight hundred jobs. So this was a- another round. Uh, so so. Daddy Hasbro not doing well. Uh, and it's spilling over to Magic, right? Because Magic is doing like the best it's ever been. But they still got hit by the cuts. Th- it's the- really sad seeing some of the people that I, I, I know who are like excited to leave their place. They, they moved from like, you know, my area to go up to like, you know, where Wizards is to work. And it was their dream job and all that. It's really sad to see this uh, because, again, I don't understand. So let me get this straight. The only division that was making money for you, you cut from that, like you cut from that. And you have like your CEO, whoever, who is making, who actually has a crazy bonus and all of that. Like, why why would you not cut, just like cut some of your bonus and all of that too? And like, I mean, like, cause uh, I, th- I think one of the things that I want to talk about, like only lightly, uh, and again, you can find this online too uh when the wii u dropped it like tanked it did like terrible and the nintendo ceo like actually took a huge pay cut from himself just so that they didn't have to uh like do layoffs and all that stuff and it's just like dude wait hold on why wouldn't you do that right like like i i i just i have so many questions about that it just seems kind of you know maybe we should fix some things at the top here like why like why aren't we fixing some things at the top here on top of that like why the hell are you cutting from the one like branch that has made you money i don't i don't understand that that's that's the infuriating part for me is like Last year, Wizards, all the big press, topped a million dollars for the first time, record year. This year, if you look at any of their quarterly reports, uh, Wizards up, Magic up, record-setting year, best-selling set of all time. Like, the CEO, Chris Cox, goes out and boasts about this every time he has to do an earnings call, how well Wizards is doing. Uh, And then, uh, a week or two before the holidays, like, laying off a chunk of your staff, 
how would you feel as one of those people? Like, what do you do? What do you do? Like, I get it if you're oh, got to lay off your struggling movie studio that you never should have bought to begin with, or, you know, Monopoly isn't selling like it used to in the 30s or whatever. But why are you laying off the people that are actually making you money? Like, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. What do you think, Richard? You have a you're like you're the the CEO sort of of, of Goldfish. Like, also, both you, you and I have been in like the. I believe, right? Like Richard, you've also been in the tech company, right? The tech industries. Yeah. And like, I mean, like this is, this is like kind of a, the norm in, in like industry and just kind of like workforce wide anywhere around this time. Lots of layoffs. I mean, happen. All, yeah. I mean, so Not what a, they're doing is they're laying off people to, to set the budget for 2024. So you'll see like a lot of these layoffs coming and then. This is not abnormal as like a lot of companies have laid off people. This we year. shouldn't be used to this, by the way. This is like a bad thing that we're used to. Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the asterisk here is a lot of companies will use this to like clean up, right? Like, you know, all the everyone else is doing it. They're not really going to blame us. Like the economy is bad. Uh, the easy example you can see is COVID. When COVID happened, like things got more expensive. And there is some truth to that, right? But when things got fixed... The prices didn't come back, right? Because everyone used this excuse like, oh, COVID, you know, supply chain, logistics, and the increased prices. And then when things return to normal, there's like, yeah, whatever. No, you know, we we already dealt with the backlash. Like, you know, it, it's it's done. Uh, Seth mentioned interesting things. So the the uh, movie thing they got. Uh, we for some reason we were talking about some of the greatest acquisitions <laughs> ever in our in our group chat, and we we're like Golden State Warriors in 2010 bought for 450 million. Today it's like seven billion dollars, right? It's it, they they they've won a couple championships here or there, yeah. Right? But like 450 okay, million just to to seven billion. Uh, Hasbro bought E1, which I don't even know what that is, for four billion dollars. Sold it this year for 500 million. Yo, that's up, right? That's up. It was. <laughs> it wasn't even. There are more digits in the number. Yes, there are <laughs> oh. more. <di> <laughs> but it, like, ooh, like Marvel bought for like four billion, right? By Disney, I think they made a little bit of that back. <laughs> like, like when you see something, you should see part of the C-suite getting axed, right? Like, you know, there, there are people behind this investment that costs uh, three point five billion dollars. And yep. uh, <clears throat> nothing really <throat> happened, but like, you know, random low level, you know, frontline employees are, are getting getting the hit. Yeah, they're paying uh, for so. that mistake and like all the, those mistakes. Yeah. And, and they bought it in 2019, too. So that was that is a lot of depreciation in like four they, years. They basically That's not even that long. COVID high. <laughs> and yeah. COVID low. Uh, uh, I, I will say, though, I, you know, I think part of Watsi was going to get hit because like the company is supposed to help the struggling parts. Like if you only kept the parts that made money and axed everyone else, you'd only have wizards of the coast left, which I know some people want, but like all the other game divisions would go. And I think the Hasbro thought is like, they're struggling, but if we keep going, they'll recover. Right. So like the, but the good part of the company is picking so up the flawed. slack. That's so flawed. Like, like, like wizards can't it is, carry. But all imagine of that, you're right? like, oh, I want to join Monopoly and work on Monopoly, right? <laughs> and then Monopoly has a down year. You're fired. You're like, what? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so there, there is the other side of that. It, it does suck, but I, I think they're trying to, you know, I, presumably proportionately less from Watsi, but like 
the Watsy part is propping up the rest of the company, right? And that's kind of their plan because 2024, everyone's going to buy Monopoly again, right? Or like, yeah, know, sure. Legends. And like, that's like, the I plan, mean, right? This is an off year. Magic will take up the slack. And then uh, in other years, because remember initially when Wizards came on, I'm sure Hasbro poured some amount of money into Wizards to, to grow it. And that came at the expense of the other franchises, right? So... I, I still think that Wizards needs to leave, and I'm sure tons of others agree with this, that they probably need to leave Hasbro somehow, but it's not. I, I, I really wish <laughs> I, I knew how important Hasbro was. Like, when Wizards got Lord of the Rings, yeah, was, it, was that Hasbro? Was, that, like, was it like, hey, guys, if like you don't do it, we're never going to make a toy for you again. Or, you know, look at Has look how Marvel. big we are. We are Hasbro. You can trust us. Whereas they're like, who's Wizards of the Coast? Probably not because like fantasy and all that. But like people discredit the Hasbro name, but I'm sure it's done something useful. Right? Yeah. Like, I'm sure they I can mean, pull the old, do you want Lord of the Rings Monopoly or not on someone? Right? Like, I, I think there's got to be some some weight there. What do you what do you think about uh, the just overall state of things? So we had these big layoffs. We had like uh, hipsters of the coast in Card Kingdom kind of stopping their content. We had Troll and Toad shut down a couple uh, months ago. This is all stuff we've talked about over like the last few months. Is this like concerning at all about the overall direction of the game, or are these things unrelated and, and not actually uh, some sort of signal of the overall health of where Magic's at? I mean, economy sucks. So it might just be the not like this more than anything. Strictly this, but is it an overcorrection? Like you don't know, right? Like when the rest of the economy picks up, will will everyone go back to buy Monopoly and Secret Layers? Like I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, but this is not abnormal given the rest of the economy. But uh, I don't know, like. Uh, like How maybe much? maybe some people overinvested during COVID, right? Because during COVID, there was a lot of like money going around, a lot of like yeah. uh, government loans that don't need to be paid back, a you know a lot of like stimulus things happening. Yep. Uh, yep. And then now that's all kind of dried up, right? So if you took all that money and hired a bunch of people, well, uh, that's tough, right? Yeah. So that correction is happening. Where it goes, I I don't know. Uh, There's hopefully this is boom. just like temporary and we're all good but uh, I, I think some of like the old content things like it, it was just like time for them to move on right because that's not how we use content anymore that 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 yeah. is kind of akin to like the transition from letters to email or something right like the way people do things maybe that that's too harsh maybe it's like the transition from YouTube to TikTok like both you know both things are still used but like there are kids that only watch TikTok and like no YouTube whatsoever. Uh, or people don't know what a Facebook is or an Instagram is. They use Snapchat, <laughs> right? Like like those, those kind of things, right? So some of that is happening. Uh, but hopefully we pull through and we don't pull through based off our boomer wallets. Because like the first joke we all thought of is like more secret layers, right? Like yeah, more yep. anime cards. Here we Remaster come, right? Like, something, yeah. Hasbro needs some money, right? Time to print another serialized card. Call out Post Malone, right? So hopefully and they, they have some actual plan here and it's not just print some more uh, expensive whale bait. But I, I mean, I, I also don't think that that alone, like, the, like there's no one thing they could print that I think fixes the issue here. The issue well, is mean, so much bigger than than yeah. that. 
and the other thing we're missing in all this is like magic's kind of crushing it so i don't even like yeah this isn't because magic is doing poorly like magic's doing really well record-breaking year again this year like so in some sense i don't know if there's anything wizards could do right like it's not like wizards did something wrong and now people need to exactly. be laid off because there's not enough money to go wrong it seems like from a financial perspective at least wizards is doing everything right and they're still like getting laid off which has to make it that has to make it harder. Like if I worked at a company that was struggling and got laid off, it would suck. But at least I'd be like, okay, like I get it. Like there's just not money to pay everyone. So something's got to change, but it's got to be frustrating to be like, wow, record breaking year. And I lose my job. That's got to be, that's got to be. Yeah. I, th I think that's the hardest part there. It's like, how do you, how do you boast the record breaking year? And then like, like, you know, and then, and then lay off like a ton of your workforce. It's just kind of like absolutely wild. So again, this means that there's definitely something at the top that needs fixing, not, you know, like the ground floor. So I don't understand why this like it just shouldn't. Oh, God, work morale must be pretty miserable because you did everything right. Right. Yeah. You had a good you had a good year and you still got axed. I mean, there's no world in which axing 20% of your workforce, like right before the holidays, <laughs> would be good for company morale. Right. Like, it, uh, yeah, yeah. But this, <laughs> it's got to it's got to be bad. For those that aren't familiar with also that whole work uh, culture, like that area of it, like it happens a lot too. It's really bad that we're just kind of like accustomed to it, right? I mean, I used to work in that industry and I've seen just like randomly the person to my left not be there around the same time of year. Well, let's move on from the world of layoffs to the world of actually playing some magic. So I want to talk a bit about Timeless. So Timeless is the the new format on Magic Arena. It's like Arena Vintage. I've been playing a ton of Timeless. I think, Krim, you've been playing it a bit too, right? What do you what do you think? How do you now that we've gotten to actually play with the format? What's your what's your first take of uh, the Timeless format? Are you liking it? There are so many disgusting interactions and I love it. And it's so powerfully fun. And most importantly, I love how few people don't play around Stifle. Like, like how few people <laughs> don't play around the Stifle and like, oh my God, I am Stifle. Yeah. So many arena zoomers. The brand new legacy unreal. experience. Like yeah. when, yeah. when you crack your fetches actually matters, people. Yep. Like, the, like the, my favorite part is the Oh, I'll wait till the end of your turn. Oh, will you? Okay, cool. So you gave me a chance to play my land, and now I'm going to stifle you. Also, with the the new Merfolk Tishana's Tide Binder, mm -hmm. that also stifles. Yeah. Like, there's, I'm I'm out here just playing stifle dot like, and and it's just getting people. It just legitimately gets people. Other than that, though, like Bowmaster is king. Bowmaster yeah. is the card of the format, is the premier card. Out of everything that we're talking about, it is Bowmasters that will just win the game. So, uh, like, the, obviously, there's there's Monkey, but remember, that's the only way you're playing an X1. It's, it's If it's only the greatest X1 to exist in the one-drop game, right? Uh, the format is very much so Raghavan, Bowmasters, and, like, that's those are the, the battles that I'm seeing. Oh, and Money Pile. Money Pile is running unchecked, and Oko is running free and i'm laying down the smackdown with with some oko again <laughs> i mean somehow with all these really strong cards unbanned and we're talking about cards that are banned back to vintage in some cases or were legacy modern like these historically strong cards the formats actually felt 
oddly balanced to me so far. It's only yeah. been a couple of weeks, but I was expecting like something to rise up. And like when they did the like the test events for these no ban list formats, it was just like all channel all the time. Like every other match I played was against someone trying to turn yeah. through channel. It hasn't felt like this. I, there's a lot of Luruses. I see a lot of Lurus Bowmaster Ragavon decks. That's probably the archetype I play against most. But it seems like all these really powerful cards somehow have ended up, at least for now, in a pretty healthy place. And this has been the most fun I've had playing Arena in like a couple of years, probably. This format's just, it's so much fun. It feels like Legacy, really. Like you have the Brainstorm interactions, like trying to play through the Bowmasters. You have Fetchlands trying to play against the Stifles. There's so many of these like tiny interactions that if you're used to playing Explorer or even Historic, you don't have to think about it. You don't think about your land. What land do I fetch up? When do I crack yeah. my fetch land? Can I cast my Brainstorm now without getting blown out by an Orcish Bowmaster? All of that stuff is on the table in Timeless, and it's made it a really, really fun format. I'm really excited for, like, what yeah. the future of this format, because not only also, do we have it now. Oh, go ahead. Or no, 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 you're, you're, yeah, you're right. Like, keep going. It's sweet now, and there's so much potential for, like, adding new cards into this format as we keep getting these, like, Enchanted Tales yeah, stuff. Yeah. So it seems like it's going to keep evolving since all the cards that are on Arena are going to be legal there. So I'm really hyped about the future of it as well. But what were you going to say, Krim? Oh, just like another thing that I like people should be doing because you mentioned how like when to fetch, it's like, yo, y'all need to play more basics. <laughs> like, 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 seriously. Blood Moon. Blood Moon. Blood Moon is very real. I play around it. I like, I see a shred of red. I'm like, no, 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 you're not getting me. Like, like, like I am fetching a basic and like this. Are you now feeling, Seth, the like, cause you know, modern, right? We, we always thought like modern, you know, we talk about it, it's a 15 life format. People are now realizing that, hey, you're now like you only need to do three damage against additional <laughs> damage against red yeah. uh, or red only has to deal three additional damage. And then that's four bolts and you die. So bolt is happening and people are learning about where they can fetch, how like when to shock and shocking really matters. Uh, oh, yeah. So, yeah, like this, this is this is a pretty powerful format that has been pretty damn fun. Yeah, I think people play too many shocks with their fetch lands. I think that's something you learn. Like at like modern yeah. lists or something, like a lot of times you only need like a couple of shocks Four or five. and some basics. And even more with the fact that Blood Moon's like an actual card that people play in the format. I've gotten I've Blood Moon people plenty of times and gotten Blood Moon plenty of times. If there is a criticism I have of the format, and I hope they fix this in the future, like a lot of the cards that are unique to the format, the cards that used to be banned, came from Strixhaven Mystical Archives, and a lot of them are rares and mythics, even though they're traditionally like commons or uncommons. So like Brainstorm's Bolt. a rare wild card. Lightning Bolt's a rare wild card. Swords to Plowshares a rare wild card. So the, the economy aspect is really rough for people getting into it. Like if you don't already have a historic collection, and even if you do, needing to spend uh, 20 wild cards on fetch lands, plus get all these like staple utility spells that are usually commons that are actually rares is just, that's a lot for people to get into the format so i hope we see like bolts and so forth actually become common at some point so more people can get into the format so that would be do you something remember, I'd really like to see do you remember when they said they wanted to charge us two wild cards <laughs> yeah what would timeless be for four wild cards for timeless <laughs> uh well i think they already are charging these two wild they cards. Found they pretty much have yeah. like this this format has made it so that We've reverted back to the, hey, you want to get into historic? It's double wild card <laughs> season all the time. This is, yeah. th that's really bad. Like, like that is like hilariously bad. You don't have to emulate the, the paywall that is, you know, like paper when it comes to getting into like eternal formats, right? Especially if this is your arena eternal format. It's like 
kind of yeah. weird, right? Like, I, I, I don't understand this. Like, why upshift all of that? Now, of course, did they make that, like, you know, did they make these cards with that format in mind? No. But right. regardless, it's Arena. You can fix that. You could just simply fix that. Yeah, you could just hit a couple of buttons. <laughs> oh, oh, can I talk about Honkai Star Rail? <laughs> sure. Let, let, let me drop you Honkai Star Rail, okay? They, they they won Game of the Year, blah, blah, blah. Mo- not Game of the Mobile Game of the Year. D&D. Oh, yeah. Game I was like, the year. Baldur's Gate won Yeah, game Baldur's of the year. Gate. But they, they, so basically, their whole business model is they release a new five-star character, like, every month. It's, like, two per patch of patches uh, every two months. And they're just like, hey, guys. This next one's on us. Free five star. By the way, each time they release one of these, it's like 20 million in revenue or something for them off like iOS uh, alone based on the charts. They're just like, we know that if we give you free characters, you'll you'll keep playing and long term that generates more money. Wizards should have been like, hey, everyone free set of fetch lands, right? Or like oh. free oh. set of lightning bolts, swords to plowshares, whatever. Like it costs them like absolutely nothing. I don't know why they they never do the players a solid and just be like, look, <laughs> look, we could have charged you money for this, but we're not. Here you go, right? Like the biggest problem getting to timeless is like the like you need wild cards for all the fetches, right? And then uh, the staple cards, like these are true staples, right? Like lightning bolt stores, the plowshares, things like that. Brainstorm, you need them to play the format. That's a lot of wild cards just to <laughs> test out this format that you don't know that's going to be good or not. Uh, so they they totally should have just given free stuff to players uh, to let them into the format, but they didn't. I uh, I don't know. In in Wizards' defense, they gave me two thousand XP once. <laughs> Dude, I don't know why I didn't think about that. You're right. Never mind. Timeless. <laughs> here I come. Uh, uh, but yeah, I, I wish they were I more aggressive they that in more. this kind of marketing because it would actually work, right? Or the, what they could do is like have timeless be free for a week for everyone. You play it. It's so fun. You're like, okay, I'll drop. I'll drop 40 wild cards. Like they could do literally anything better than like what they did to like promote this format, but they didn't. So I'm I'm kind of sad. What do you think, Grim? Is this format the future of eternal formats on Arena? Like I'm really liking it right now. Do you think I'll still be liking it a year from now? Or do you think it's gonna end up like disgusting and broken and like eh, whatever in the future like is it just super fun right now because it's fresh and new and hasn't been solved yet or is this what it's gonna look like moving forward you think i i mean let's be honest here (laughs) how like they would have to print some very wild new cards to beat out some of magic's hall of famers right like these are like the when it comes to cards these are the cards right so just like, you know, like Legacy kind of lightly rotates here and there, but for the most part, you still see a core batch of things from Blue and all that. So you'll see a lot of these cards for a while. But the nice thing about this is, I think, let's just go with like Historic Last, right? I loved Historic. I thought it was fun. Uh, but there was this level of, as funny as it sounds, in extreme imbalance because there were some cards that just had no right being that strong in the format. And then yep. like, some like that were just like insanely weak compared to that right so this format finally i think it balances itself out because it allows a ton of them all the all-time powerful cards to get into the format like counterspell bolt and all of that uh to balance out the monkey and all of that so 
I think we finally, for the first time on Arena, have a true Eternal format. And I I love this. And I think it's something that you'll like if you enjoy Eternal formats. Uh, yeah. The only difficulty is, again, we don't need to in, like emulate the scarcity of paper. Like, we don't need to do that. Like, when it comes to this, right? This this is just one of those things where they could eat. This format would be amazing and blow up. But I think that also this is very much so for, like, arena whales and longtime arena players, right? Because it is so expensive to get into. Um, so I, I think it'll, it'll be, it'll be fun. It'll be fun for as much as you like an eternal format. It'll suffer from the same things that all eternal formats will suffer from, uh, is that you'll see these cards all the time. Things won't rotate, right? So it just comes down to, it just comes as how do you, how much do you enjoy eternal formats? Yeah. After brainstorming, it's going to be hard to go back to, to historic now. I want my, yeah. I want my fetches and my brainstorms. Yeah. I mean, like, it's like. I, I, I don't know if it'll wear up eventually. Again. Oh, bolt snap. Yeah, I got someone with bolt snap bolt two in one game. Uh, for me, like, it's hard to imagine going back to historic right now. Maybe that'll change yeah. in the future. But right now, I'm really living timeless. And one last thing, if you're someone who doesn't like the digital only cards, they almost don't exist in this format. Like, my experience has been I've played against, I can't even know, and like hundreds of matches at this point. A handful of them, like once or twice. Like I saw Crucius once. I saw the That's weird so negate thing once. Like the negate counter spell that yeah. does something weird. Like, but really, if if that's your concern, because I've seen a lot of people say this, like on Reddit or social media, like, oh, it's another format with digital only cards. They really like, yes, they are legal, but your odds of actually playing against them are so little. Don't let that be the thing that keeps you from time uh, trying timeless. Like if that's your problem, it's in practice, it's really not something you're going to see much at all. Yeah, they've, they're actually throwing the game by playing these digital cards. Yeah, they're uh, just worse than the real cards, so <laughs> yeah. people don't play them, yeah. <laughs> but I, I have another question about us playing uh, <laughs> playing Magic. Richard, uh, you were on a quest to to break modern with some standard cards, mostly. How How is your modern quest going? <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, I modern is actually the best it's ever been because I found one trick, one little trick. Put that in the YouTube thumb. So uh, in a podcast that's coming up, okay? Uh, we're, we're recording out a sequence, so you need some context. So uh, I poo-pooed Bowmasters in Jund. I'm like, Bowmasters, complete trash. And then we memed around, and we're like, Mosswood Dread Knight. Uh, <laughs> we somehow arrived at Mosswood Dread Knight. The, the, the Golgari 2 drop from Standard. So I was yeah. like, I'm going to 5-0 a league with it in Jund, right? I'll show you how trash Bowmasters is by like playing this like terrible card. It turns out Boss with Dread Knight is Bob 2.0. Like, I am not even joking. <laughs> like, not only is it doing well in the deck and has revived the archetype, in my opinion, it is actually, like, the key card in several games. Like, it, it is, like, come down. Because it's essentially Bloodbraid Elf slash Bob that never dies. Like, it, it's, it's just inevitable. Uh, and it, it, it is actually crazy... I am very close to 5 0 uh, Like, uh, like, like, like it, it, is, it, it is. No, I did. I, 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 I got stuffed by a uh, stupid burn. But it is <laughs> like, like this is this is like. So if you if you like Boomer John, and I mean like real Boomer John, pre Ren and Six, this is the deck. Like you you play Restless Cottage and you play Mosswood Dread Knight, <laughs> and it feels like old John where you're like. All I need to do is get us both empty-handed, and I will win. And by win, I mean, like, I have 51% over 49% <laughs> you, right? Like, you, 
prior to this, as soon as you get but Richard, that dad. was also the biggest like gaslighting an entire like like a gaming community did to themselves. That 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 like propped up this like Jun thing that propaganda that just was not Jun is you know so what? good. So what, what what happened is we lost the way. So Ren and Six screwed everyone up, right? Because Ren and Six made people cut creature lands, and there was a time of Field of Ruin as well. Moss with Dread Knight is such a house now. It's Raging Ravina doesn't die to um, Lightning Bolt, and it gains you life, and it's 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 graveyard hate too. Uh, so it it is Wait, so Moss crazy. Was- this is the most fun I've ever had playing Jund in like literally like five years or something. Uh, we, we just gotta undo. Like Monkey is a trap. Bowmasters is a trap. Voidwalker is a trap. <laughs> These are all trap cards in Jund, right? Like Moss Moss with Dread Knight is the truth. <laughs> It is so crazy. I know you don't believe it, but Krim, I got you. No. Another card I've been seeing so often. Guess who's back? Tiago ba- Chan. <laughs> oh, Snap? Snapcaster? Snap. I have seen so really? many Snapcaster mages. So Flame of Andor Snapcaster mage is a mm. thing sure. people are doing. Uh, sure. And apparently it's good now because people aren't playing scam. I don't know why this suddenly popped up because this has been a while. But there's so much Snapcastering going on now. Uh, it. It really feels like old pre-modern horizons. Uh, oh, magic! Because like grief sucks now. Grief sucks. Like you can't you can't do the grief scam in Orzov. It, it without fury, like that deck is kind of loose. So you never see it. You don't see many solitudes because beans is gone. Uh, so it's it's actually feels like very fresh and nice. And you know this could be the honeymoon stage because bannings and like everyone's doing whatever, but. Like I'm playing Abzan now, and and it's a house, and uh, I get disrespected all the time. People are like, "Oh, that's so cute! You play Siege Rider." <laughs> like, children, suck it, fool, die. <laughs> They're like, "Oh, boss with Dreadnought, are you doing against the odds?" And then I can't kill it. You've drawn like four cards. It keeps coming. I'm so much fun. Like, you guys, what you guys are you playing? That actually does sound super fun. It is so I, I insane so how curious. like stupid it looks so dumb, but it's actually Bloodbraid slash Bob that never ends. You just draw unlimited <laughs> it, cards. It's Bloodbraid plus Hold on, hold on. What are you playing against? Like, what are these matchup? Because this card feels you're telling me to play whatever something cottage, a tapped creature land in the year 2020. Yeah, people like Bolton collapse, you know, they're like prismatic ending. You're like suckers. <laughs> Get in there. <laughs> Is it better than Raging Ravine? That's like the Raging Ravine replacement at this point. <laughs> uh, so I, I would try. So the problem with the Raging Ravine is you want black. Uh, so uh, right. Like that, 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 that is sus in itself. Uh, but like I, I feel there's no point for red. I, I think Abzan is actually the stronger Jund right now uh, because you have prismatic ending uh, and you have vindicate. Vindicate is is key card, I think. Uh, but yeah, I think they're the truth. Like these? people, like it, it sounds. Really what are dumb. these? Just try. What Boston are these Dread fair Knight. cards, <laughs> Jund? Just do it. Like, <laughs> like, like think of like stuff like um, rhinos. Like rhinos is super fair. Like Murktide is super fair. Uh, Yogmoth. Yogmoth is a bad match for this deck, but like all these decks are like very fair, and Tron? Not a lot of people can exile with Solitude gone. <laughs> yeah. What right. What about Tron Amulet? Wait, hold on. How does your deck beat Rhinos? <laughs> you grind them out. 
<laughs> fatal push them. It's only two fatal pushes. Like, well, <laughs> how are than you Orion. grinding them out? Is my question. Boss with Dread Knight and Rest yeah. Cottage. It sounds <laughs> I, really <laughs> dumb. I get it, but you guys try. You it. are like, saying I, games. I, yes, you have said games of cards. I get that. You're gonna have to ship me your list. I gotta. I gotta try yeah. this now. I gotta try this. Moss with Dread Knight like, and Modern It was a meme at first, but it, it like. <laughs> I played so many games where I'm like, actually, this is not just a filler card, but this Mosswood Dreadnought was key for me winning this match. Like, I, I have that moment like three or four times a league where you're like, oh, you know, if you're not playing white based removal, you're like, sucker, you can't deal with this. I'm just going to draw more removal, <laughs> remove your Merc Tides, and like get in there. And uh, let's not overblow it. It's Jund, right? So, like, my good Jund, yeah. like 52%, 48%, right? But, like, every single game is very close. Was Jund ever 52%? I feel like Jund is, like, maybe 40, like, like, like 50. 48. 0. <laughs> yeah. 5. Like, I, you know, I, the like, best Jund has been is, like, 49% or something, right? Yeah, like, yeah, like, that's, you're moving too many numbers there, buddy. I don't, and then, I don't and think... It's like D&D. That's the base. You add your skill modifier of plus 2, oh. and you get the 51, 49. Because people are like, mm -hmm. With Dread Knight, <laughs> you just smack him silly with it. It's good. You, you probably might, you, you get might bonus be getting point. the 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 jump on some people because they they take they don't take you seriously because you're I playing some say, standard. They comments. do. I, I've got so many <laughs> salty comments. They're like, Ugh, "What are these league results? I played and they list like five tier three decks, <laughs> and, then, and then they list my deck." And I'm like. <laughs> you just don't you just don't understand the power of Abzan. <laughs> don't, don't understand. I think I think both can be true. What are these league results? And also that me I mean like I don't know, man. Like this it's I, I really I gotta it's, it's I gotta real, see it, it the really list, brings man. me back to old modern. It really brings you me have back to, to show me the list, mm, dude. That's you gotta the, show. Watch, watch. The like, listeners you, you do it against the odds, Seth, and people will throw it yeah. out because you're gonna cruise to an easy five zero, and they're like, "What <laughs> too, is this? Not too good. The, the deck is too good." <laughs> This is where Seth is going to message us in the group chat. It's like, dude, I just can't get a win. Like, I just yeah. keep drawing this really bad. Like, <laughs> I, I, I need to call Reduke. Someone get me on the line with Reduke. I uh, figured it out. That's, you tried broke that's Reduke. Reduke will beat people with, like, like a ham sandwich, right? So, like, this this is... You can't ask them that. It's so good. Like, you, I, like, I can't believe how good this is. Like, I feel like playing standard now, just like I play Mosswitch. You, know, you should play standard. I knew it. But, but that's a separate topic, but like I can't no, dude. So, I Crib, you gotta come back. You can snap snapcasters back on the menu. People uh, snapcaster well, in, they're preordaining, they're getting people oh, yeah. a tie binder. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad modern's in a good place. I, I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to try the deck list because that sounds super sweet. And I love the like retro vibes of it. It would be really cool to see a, a fair deck like that grinding people out, but uh, one other bit of news today before we get to a fish mail. Uh, the original Force of Will artwork sold for $350,000 at a heritage auction. Uh, apparently someone bought it back in the 90s for two grand. Uh, speaking of good investments, two grand back in the 90s, 350K it went for at auction, which... I mean, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments. As far as I can tell, that's a record for magic art. No magic art uh, sold for more than that at auction. Maybe I'm missing it. That's for me, like searching around on Google. And I know the record was 100, 177,000 for Drizzt Durden from the D&D set two years ago. So unless something has beat wow. it since then, yeah. I'm uh, more surprised that the most expensive art was a current card. But I guess... Because it, must it be the was D&D &D &D thing. Like, I think yeah. it's a pretty iconic D&D &D character. So maybe you're hitting okay. on both audiences there. But uh, but yeah, so that's kind of an interesting tidbit. But anyway, fish mail.
Do we have some fish mail this week, Richard? All right. If you have questions, send to at MG Goldfish with the hashtag uh, MG Fishmail. We'll get to your questions on air. Uh, G Sensiglo, about the layoffs, do you think Watsi fired the team responsible for giving the green light to Baldur's Gate 3? Uh, or what do you think about that? So, uh, Larian Studios put out yeah. an article or, or statement saying that they're sad that the uh, from the initial room that they sat down with Wizards of the Coast and where Baldur's Gate 3, the video game, was incepted, they're like, no one is at the company still. So, uh, also, <laughs> game of the year. Uh, one, one of the biggest successes for mainstream uh, yeah. is, not, is not immune. Baldur's Gate 3 team. Or Wait, the, the, so the part of the D and D team that was responsible for Baldur's Gate was Axe. Oh, oh, okay. So Wizards didn't make Baldur's Gate, right? They hired no. out a, the studio for it. Yeah. So okay. Larian Studios is yeah the the one the company that made it. They just but obviously Wizards supported them. Yeah. Right. And right. The, the people that came up the D and D people initial yeah. launch of it, they're no longer there. I mean, that's that's similar to the magic thing we were talking about earlier, right? Like, just because you're breaking records this year doesn't necessarily mean your job is safe, as sad as that is. That one, that one seems wrong because... So I, I think one of the weirdest disconnects at Wizards is how popular Dungeons & Dragons is and how little money they make. Like, the, the surprise, like, how popular Baldur's Gate 3 is, like, how well the movie did... And like, other than that, they make like no money. Right? They sell like books, like people even buy the books and, and that's it. Right. Whereas I feel like Wizards does a good job of getting money from magic players. They do a very bad job of getting money off of D&D players. So if some team came up with this idea or helped spring this game, which then got them lots of royalty and exposure, I feel like you're supposed to keep this team and have yeah. them keep hitting home runs for you. Uh, so that that's weird. Yeah. But even game of the year could could it dodge this? Jeez, that's too bad. Uh, it's not like they couldn't do anything about it. They just chose not to take the decision tree that would allow them to keep their you know the team that's hitting the home runs. Like yeah, I, I think th- this they're, was they're... such an obvious home run that it that it was strange. Uh oh. Okay, our from Dio Gavik our. Th- Threats with continuous value overstated in standard. Is tempo being underutilized as a mechanic, which should increase build variety? Tempo? Tempo. Like tempo. Hmm. So we like tempo. I mean, so yeah, so tempo cards instead of perpetual value like Shieldred. Are we talking like I don't know. The like I'm imagining like mono blue, mono blue Delver bouncer thing like that style of tempo fairies maybe. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that's what they. Right. Yeah. The the problem is tempo's ability to let like let something slide and not care was fine, right? So I don't think there's any way you can roll back the design of like just generically good things now. Right, like, like it's there's too many generically good cards. Everything's a must deal with threat because if your opponent's just playing like the the generically good cards with the static abilities or whatever, <laughs> like if one of them slips through, it's probably gonna beat you. So it just puts so much pressure on a deck to like be able to answer every single one of them or else lose. Especially with the tempo plan where you're like chipping in for a couple points of damage here or there, your clock's not that fast. So I think that's that's really the issue is the good cards are just too good for that plan to be successful in standard right now. Do you think that'll ever change? Like, will it ever go back? 
back or are we just like the current era of design like no probably not right so i i think currently in standard a three drop will kill you if left unchecked yep Uh, two drops currently are there two drops that snowball out of control currently no right they're just Uh, strong uh, well, yeah, that's I don't the thing, though, right? Mosswood Red Knight, Richard. Mosswood oh, Red Knight. Okay. Okay. But you don't need to kill. That just keeps hitting you. But it's like something like Fable. If you keep, if you, if you keep letting that hit you every turn, you're going to lose. And also, if it flips, you're going to lose. I think they start at three, have, mostly. So they start at three. three. I, I feel they're going to move it soon. Oh, like Luminar Casper? I guess Schooner, Luminar, maybe. Schooner, Schooner Luminar good. of old. As yeah, the, yeah. Y- you have like Looter, Arbin. You want to go real heal <laughs> smuggler drop. So there, there have been threats at two that actually end the game. Yeah, and like then and three then is lo- like Oko, Fable, things like that. Uh, sure. So I don't yeah, know. Like you, you can't really tempo past it if you have to remove every. If you have to remove everything, it's very difficult. Um, There's a what, lot. What of was the last tempo across the board? I mean, we just also had fairy. We still have fairy mastermind, which is a tempo card, but that's now just played in good stuff. I mean, fairies so, has kind of disappeared, right? Since yeah. the, uh, since Lost Caverns of Ixalan, like it was kind of a thing near the top tiers right after Wilds of Eldraine. But like with the newest shifts to the meta, I haven't seen fairies like actual fairies in forever. Yeah, yeah, and it also people we, don't like tempo. <laughs> I think it's like, too, like, like every, it's, anytime there's a good tempo deck. Like the majority of the player base is very unhappy about it oh. because well, I, the true tempo deck prevents you from doing anything and while you're dying, right? And it's a very it's like control, but they're nicer than they kill you immediately. But it's the same feeling, right? Like nothing sticks, everything goes back, you can't yeah. win the race, and then you you feel sad after you played your match. So <laughs> I, I don't think Wizards wants true tempo to come back as well, or like at least it being like tier one. The closest thing we have to that is like ma- like like what Demir mid range or maybe that Azorius aggro deck using Spyglass uh, Siren. It's got Warden of the Skies and all of that stuff. But like for the most part, I I am very curious as to like you know th- there's actually a lot of really good stuff early on that it's so hard to pilot a tempo deck. So even if you were good at it, like it's like. Why am I, it's a little bit of like the fairies problem, like back when I would, I mean, I still play that in modern, um, <laughs> like it would be more so like, why am I working so hard, the little bit of the gen problem as well, why am I working so absurdly hard to have maybe 0.5% better wit, like, like, you know, like, like win rate uh, on some matchups, because you have no free matchups. Just every matchup is a slog and you have to work your life out of it, like, you know, like force out for it. So I just don't see a reason why you would care to play tempo other than you just want to be miserable for your, the sake of being That's miserable. every mid-range player, Grim. <laughs> we exist. <laughs> They're out there. <laughs> I mean, like, like, look, I love it. I love, you know, pushing a dead archetype as well. But like, it's like, there's that. And then on top of that, it's hard to be tempo when Blood Tithe Harvester exists. That's just straight up a two drop that comes down and just answers the board and beats you. So it's kind of hard right now to be a tempo deck. Yeah, it's a a tough, tough spot for tempo. Although at least standards in a pretty good place right now. Oh, yeah. So that's that's the good news. Even if tempo's not there. I'm sure you're okay with that, Seth. You probably don't miss it. Yeah. Oh my god! I don't mono mono blue curious obsession is like my least favorite deck of all time. Yeah, exactly. That's uh, that's (laughs) the last time I remember tempo being really good, and oh, I was miserable. (laughs) Anyway, 
I think that's all with the time we got for today. Richard, if people want to send in fish mail for next week or in the future, where should they send them? All right, send them to at goldfish with the hashtag mggfishmail, and we'll get to your questions on air. And I believe that brings us to the end of episode 464 of the MTG Goldfish podcast. So, Richard Krim, thanks for hanging out. Thanks to everyone for listening. Thanks to Card Conduit for supporting the show. And we'll be back next week. Actually, just kidding. Next week's the holidays. We won't be back next week. We'll be back in two weeks to uh, wrap up 2023. So until then, everyone, have an amazing holiday season. Uh, Thanks for listening this year. And this is the crew signing out.